coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. You have so much hope riding on it. You know, you have so much hope and especially if they like sold you some type of dream or even if you sold yourself a dream, meaning you may have attached off the idea of someone. And so once you've attached off the idea of someone, the inconsistency that they start doing becomes like, you know, okay, but no, is that's not who they really are. I believe they can be this way. Or I got to make this work because I have my heart set on it. I got to make this work because I have my mind set on it. It just got to work. He was different in the beginning. It don't matter if he's different now. He can change back. I don't want to start over. I don't want to have to meet someone else new. I really like this guy. You know, it can be a lot of things that go through your head that make you want to stay with that. And I'm just tired of seeing my girls get hurt by the shit because it's really it really doesn't have to happen excuse me can i please talk to you for a minute when you're going through something sometimes it helps to know that there's someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through it makes the healing journey a little easier the creator of the i've been that girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the hey girlfriend podcast Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable. Hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey. From surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to our learning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Hey, girlfriend. Welcome back to the Hey, Girlfriend podcast. I'm your host, mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. And today's topic is going to be about you leaving the inconsistent as men alone. Okay? Because... I find that it is a, it is a struggle for a lot of women to do that. It was a struggle of mine. And it's because it's like you have so much hope riding on it. You know, you have so much hope and especially if they like sold you some type of dream or even if you sold yourself a dream, meaning you may have attached off the idea of someone. And so once you've attached off the idea of someone, the inconsistency that they start doing becomes like, you know, okay, but no, is that's not who they really are. I believe they can be this way or I got to make this work because I have my heart set on it. I got to make this work because I have my mind set on it. It just got to work. He was different in the beginning. It don't matter if he's different now. He can change back. I don't want to start over. I don't want to have to meet someone else new. I really like this guy. You know, it can be a lot of things that go through your head that make you want to stay with that. And... I'm just tired of seeing my girls get hurt by the shit because it's really, it really doesn't have to happen. Like you really can leave them alone. And I'm going to use this podcast, this episode to kind of put a little bit of hope in you and to put like that, that oomph you need to be like, you know what? I'm done. Fuck this. I'm done. Leave them alone. I'm, I don't want this no more. This ain't it. So this is hopefully going to get you mindset to switch into that mode because I know it's hard. I want to talk to the 
women that are, are like me that had a bit of a rough upbringing, not rough, but maybe didn't get all they needed, maybe had some childhood trauma and things because more than likely what's keeping you attached to someone that's clearly hurting you and clearly inconsistent is your hope that this person that you've attached to can become like your new attachment figure, if that makes sense. If it don't make sense, let me explain. So your parents are your first attachment figures. And if that doesn't go right, or if you have some wounds there, whatever happened in your childhood, of course, if it goes unhealed, you carry it over into your dating life because who you date is who you're gonna attach to. Attaching is not a bad thing. It's just when you have an avoidant attachment, it can be bad or it takes more work with it. I ain't gonna say it can be bad. It takes more work to attach to someone. Or you can have an insecure or an anxious attachment. There are like one or two others. I'm not a therapist. I can't remember off the top of my head. This doesn't matter. We're gonna talk about the anxious attachment that you may be having because that's what keeps you wanting to attach and wanting to stay there with someone that's clearly inconsistent and not available for you. And so what happens is that this is your other attachment figure in your life. This is who you, you attach to your parents and you attach to a partner. That's who you're going to attach to. You don't really attach to friends or associates. You may be attaching to them. But I find that it's easier to have a secure attachment with that. Whoever you're going to fall in love with or want to be in love with, that's who you're going to attach to. And it can either be an anxious attachment or an... Um, secure attachment and those are the two that I'm talking about for us because I find that anxious attachers we how can I say this I find with anxious when you're anxious and you're anxiously attaching it sometimes where usually it depends on the person that you're attaching to if you're trying to attach yourself to someone that's inconsistent then right you're going to be anxious I had an anxious attachment but I realized that after realized that the men I was dealing with was what made me attach so anxiously and so once I learned how to date better quality guys I didn't attach so anxiously to them I was able to be like okay date them okay you ain't it bye and I'm going to show you or tell you how you can be that way so say if you meet someone and everything's going great you know you really really like them and you find them very attractive they have everything you like a lot of qualities they're telling you how much they like you they're planning dates taking you out and then suddenly it's inconsistent just out the blue you don't know what the fuck happened it's just not calling as much not texting as much and you're wondering like, what what happened he has you right where he wants you i'm just gonna say that now, do all men that do this, that pull away all of a sudden, but don't actually break up with you, have ulterior motives? Maybe not. Some of them may just not know how to break up with you, may not know how to communicate, may not know how to tell you they met someone else, maybe cheating, may have a whole other family. Actually, all those sound ulterior. There's nothing good that can come from someone. Some of them may just be avoided and maybe don't, when it gets close, too close, and you actually attach they get scared because they're like, damn, she's attached now. What the fuck do I do? I don't, you know, I don't have to win her anymore. I got her. But either way it goes, what I'm going to tell you can help you in any of those. Because it's really not about what the reason is of why they're acting inconsistent. It's about you and what you tolerate and what you want and what you don't want. 
that's what the key thing is. I think sometimes we spend too much time assessing what the reason is that they're acting this way. Why are they being inconsistent all of a sudden? Is it me? Is it something I did? Why are they not communicating? Why are they not coming around anymore? What is it? You know, you spend all this time like letting it torment you. So, regardless of what the reason is, you can decide for yourself that this isn't it. And so, I know you probably attached, but you probably attached to the idea of them and the dream that they maybe sold you. And so, what you do now is, one, you can communicate and say, hey, I noticed that you have not been doing such and such as much. You can say and reiterate what you like. I'm a person that likes to communicate that's important to me. And I feel that's important for any type of connection. Or you can say something like, whatever it is, you're not giving him a reason to what could be. I know you just had someone die in your family. Or I know you've been working a lot. No. You are not going to make up the reason and then tell it to him or what you think it is. Even if it could be true. Don't do that. That's making it too easy for them to say, yeah, you know what, you're right, that's what it is, yeah. And they're going to blame it on that. No, you act like you dumb and don't know what the hell going on with him because you really don't. And so, you just basically, you can ask what's up, see what the answer is, and then you see if there is a change. And this is where what you do with yourself, you set a limit with yourself of how long you'll wait before the change happens. What change you need to see in order for you to feel like you can keep going with them. And this is what you're telling yourself. You're making this to yourself. This can keep you grounded and not so carried away with what they do. This is what you're doing for you. And so if that falls through and they start to be inconsistent again, then you can make a decision for yourself like, I think I want to leave this alone. I don't think I want to carry this in alone anymore. It's That's when it's done it's done. You're done asking questions because you've already given them a chance to tell you what the issue is. You've already given them a chance to tell you, you know, I got some things going on. You've given them a chance. You told them what you like. You told them that you respect communication and that's what you would like. Someone to communicate with you more about what's going on with them because you're not a mind reader. And so if all of that, none of that works, leave. Now you may be like, well, it's hard. I know it's hard. I know I didn't even leave the first time I stuck around because I'm like I was used to trying to earn love and you may be too it may be it may be all grouped into you being used to earning love because maybe you had a you know that in your upbringing a conditional background to where you were loved conditionally and you're used to being in this kind of dynamic of where you're trying to pull emotions out of someone or you're trying to figure someone out or you're trying to earn their love and trust or whatever it is you're trying to get from them you may be used to that because you did it with a parental figure. However, this isn't that. Okay? This isn't that. You can find someone else. You may not have been able to find another parent and you were stuck with that and stuck trying to make that work. But now that you're an adult, you're going to use your adult self and remove yourself and realize I can find someone else. I don't have to sit here and tolerate this. I don't have to put up with this. Now, you may be thinking, okay, in some kind of way, you may be feeling like this is going to pull me away from the love that I want. This is going to, you know, I'm never going to have the love I want. I'm never going to get there because I had to make this work. I don't want to start over again. But not wanting to start over again, this keeps you farther away from love. Keeps you farther away from having what you want. So you have to think with that mindset, like he is not the last man on earth. 
And once you just remind yourself of that, that you can fall again, you have to like release the scarcity mindset and remind yourself, I can have what I want and I can do better than this and I'm going to move forward. And then you move forward. But I'm going to tell you something else that may be getting some of my girlfriends caught up. Y'all cannot date based solely off your preferences. And what I mean by that, meaning you can't date solely off of chemistry, solely off of how they look, solely off of their job status, what they have, where they live even, if they have their own place. Those, These are all preferences. Because when you think about it, you can put a whole group of men in the room that meet all your preferences. All of them, you know, have everything you want. Looks, height, build, um, whatever it is that they have. Like a preference. Meaning it's something, preferences are things that you prefer, but they can change. Meaning that if you want someone that looks attractive, attractiveness can change over time as people age. And if you want someone long term, that's something you got to think about. Okay, if you're attracting, if you're attracted only to your preferences, that's not going to guarantee you get someone to treat you right and to meet all your non-negotiables. That's what I believe gets a lot of people caught up with staying with the inconsistent guys because it's like, but he meets all my preferences. He meets, you don't say he meets all my preferences, but let me put it in a layman's terms. You may be thinking, but I'm so attracted to him. Oh, in the beginning it was so nice. Oh, and the sex is good or he has a lot of money or whatever it is. It, it may be something that you really like. It usually is if you're really highly attracted to someone. Like if you really have a strong chemistry with them. Because with my last ex, it, that's all it was. I was strongly, we were, well, we were strongly attracted to each other. And it was just like off of attraction. He look good, I look good, and there we go. We like attraction. We like chemistry. Like, yeah. But that's all it was. And when you date solely for just having your preferences met, you're going to keep on getting hurt. You're going to keep on picking the wrong person. You know how they say how you picky but then pick the wrong person? You're picky and picking the wrong person because you're dating solely off of your preferences. And that's why the dating pool looks slim and sucks to you because you're solely dating for your preferences and I know it's hard to break out of that and I think sometimes what keeps us wanting to go that way is because we're trying to we have some maybe idea wrapped around what the perfect person's gonna be and usually that idea has nothing to do with the qualifications and the actual character of the person and so what can help you here is think solely of the character of the person that you want. For example, instead of saying, this is just an example, it may or may not be you, but this is what helped me when I was dating and I found my husband. Instead of saying you want a rich man or a man that has his own car, his own house, all those are fine, but think about it, those are preferences. I'm not saying to go out here and get a bum. I'm not saying to go out here and and like find the, the bummiest man on the street. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying realize that those are preferences. Meaning he can have his own car, his own apartment, his own a good ass job, making a lot of money. But all that shit can change in the blink of an eye even. He can lose his job, lose his car, lose the money. But what matters is who is that person at the core? How are they like when they don't have money, when they're struggling? 
How are they like with trying to get back on their feet? How are they like at rebuilding themselves? Non-negotiable can be, I want someone that's ambitious. I want someone that has a good work ethic. I want someone that is good, works well under pressure. I need some, all of those things are non-negotiables, meaning I won't tolerate someone that's not ambitious and just lazy and don't want to get back out there. I won't tolerate someone that that doesn't do what it takes to basically provide. And what I mean by that is, I guess an example is when I met my husband now, my now, I mean, I met my boyfriend, which when I met my husband, child, let me just say it that way, make it easy, Kendall, damn. But when I was dating and I met my husband, I remember, I didn't know that this is what I was doing, but I remember I slowly had came out of the preferences thing I realized that the tall, good-looking guys wasn't acting right. I didn't guarantee I was going to get treated right. The guys with the cars and all that wasn't guarantee I was going to get treated right. It was just making me latch on and hang on to inconsistent-ass men because I loved the preferences that they offered me. But they didn't have nothing at the core. So, when I met my husband, I remember he told me that he had just started a new job and he told me why. Because his old job was shit. But he, you know, left and went to a better one. But he was a manager at that job. He did tell me that. And this is the beginning. I'm just listening and taking in data. So I'm like, okay. He sounds ambitious. Because I was like, I was this close to not talking to him. Because I had to pick him up for our first day. He didn't have a car. And he lived with his parents. But keep in mind, we were in our 20s when we met. I'm, I'm 36 now. He's 34. We were young. I was 29. He was 20. Seven or eight? Twenty-seven? Damn. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize he was that young when we met. So, you know, I'm thinking like, okay. I learned to use very good discernment here. And I learned to actually listen for the qualities. Because that's what I pray for. I said, you know what? Fuck all the other shit. I want someone that's going to treat me right. I want someone that, you know, is at least ambitious. Someone that is a good provider and going to get the shit done no matter what. Someone that's spiritual like me. And, you know, I had a list of character things that I wanted. Characteristics and non-negotiables. So I started dating with that. And that's how I met him. Well, that's how I ended up with, he ended up being my husband. Because I'm like, okay, so he don't have a car. He just started his job. He told me why. So I understand why he's living with his parents. But he did have his own place before that. And so I'm listening to him tell me. He wasn't even trying to explain it. We was just talking about what we do, what we were. You know, the typical things on the first day. But I was listening. And I was just taking it in. Sometimes sometimes you can really observe someone when you're dating. And you can get all the information you need. And I guess what helped also is that he didn't meet any of my preferences, really. Because I wanted someone tall. I, I liked the guys that were tall. Very, very attractive. And all of that. But I'm not saying he was ugly. No. But he wasn't just, he didn't strike me as soon away like, oh yeah, I'm strongly attracted to this man already. I thought he was attractive. I didn't think he was ugly. But I'm like, you know, I can get to know him and see because he does look decent. He's not an ugly guy. He, he's kept, he kept himself up well, had a beard and everything. He didn't dress the best. But like I said, I wasn't dating with my preferences anymore because that can change. And it did. I may be dressing, dressing now, but <laughs> yeah, okay. But anyway, back to what I'm saying. So when I dated that way, I realized also I wasn't anxious to get attaching. And he met 
all of my actual qualities, my non-negotiables. Like I was seeing it early on. And you can just tell girlfriends in a way, if you if you take your time with dating someone, you can just kind of tell if it's their real character or if they're putting on a show for you, basically. Putting on a show for you looks like they're future speaking, or no, future faking, however you say, future faking. If they're doing like a lot of buttering you up, if they're saying a lot, oh, you're the one for me, oh, and this and that. You know, if they're saying a lot of sweet talk, that's how you know they're putting on a show for you. He wasn't doing any of that. He was just saying, like, basically, here I am, take it or leave it. And that's what I respected. Because I'm like, I don't want someone trying to butter me up and make me want them. I want someone I can date and get to know and decide if this is what I want. If it's going to meet my qualifications, meet my non-negotiables. I had that mindset now because I was tired of getting fucked over. I was tired of getting hurt. I was tired of that shit. And once you get so tired of just going through that, you make changes. And so, yeah. That, and the rest is history. That's how I left the inconsistent ass men alone. And that's why I'm telling you to leave it alone. Because there is so much better out there for you. There is so much more. There is like, there you can get what you want out of someone. But you have to get right within. You have to realize this. And you have to make that list of your non-negotiables. Who, who can treat you right? Does it like think of it like this? Who can treat you right? Is it the one that has a car? Oh, my exes had a car that treated me like shit. One of my exes had three cars, treated me like shit. Now I'm not saying everybody that has all of that treats you like shit. I'm saying it's not the most important thing. Don't go in leading with that. Go in with can you meet my qualifications and treat me right? Can you actually be emotionally available? Can you actually love me? Can are you ready for that? Can I trust you? You know, all of those things. Think about what is important to you in a relationship because if you don't know what you need, you can't go out there and look for it. You don't need a tall man. You don't need a man with a house and a car. Those are things you want and those are just cherries on top. It's not the bulk of the person. And so all I'm saying is to get right on that. And I'm telling you, once you do, you'd be able to leave the inconsistent as men alone. And something else that can help, that helped me, is I started realizing that this was a mind fuck that men like that like to do. Like, looking back, I realized now that that's how they play the game. That's how they get you anxiously attached. And so, if you start off, like, really strong attraction, and that's it. If you start off seemingly like you're falling for them, like they got you in the palm of their hand, they're going to use it to their advantage if they're trying to take advantage of you. Usually anybody that loves bums, you will start out super fast. That's what they're trying to do. And then that's when the inconsistency start later on. And now you're confused. No. What you do is you learn to date for the quality of someone. Because if you're doing that, you're going to see that it's a red flag when they acting like that. You're not going to see it as... Oh, this is great. Oh, he likes me a lot. Oh, he wants to be the one for me and all that. No. And let's say if they start off doing actually like being consistent, but then they change it up, switch it up. You do what I told you. You talk to them about it. Don't change. Keep it moving. Move it along. Because you're not going to play that game with them. It's an ego stroke to them. It's what they want. They want to have control over your emotions. They want you to fall over them and chase them. I realized that men like this that act like that, that start off really strong and then all of a sudden just 
like they like that like that them doesn't even exist and they just don't go back to how they were in the beginning it's a mindful because it has you thinking i saw you acting like this at first why can't you continue and that's what keeps you stuck now you're chasing them trying to see is it me because you were acting right at first and now you're not so it has to be me no it's them they want you to chase them and so what helped me was like i'm not stroking a man's ego no goddamn more like you're not finna you're not about to come in here, sweep me off my damn feet, and then all of a sudden disappear and start acting inconsistent, and I chase you. No, I'm not doing that because I know that's what you want, and you think it's cute, and you think it's going to have me chasing you. You're going to see yourself by yourself. I was a guy that I was talking to that became inconsistent all of a sudden, and that was right before I met my husband. And I remember, even though I thought he was attractive, I kind of liked our first date. I ain't like him that much because I'm like, you being too inconsistent all of a sudden. And so he was like on the back burner. Like, with, I, he, he wasn't blocked because it wasn't bad, but I just knew that ain't going no damn where. Back burner, keep going, swipe, dating, met my husband. Told him, okay, it ain't going to work. Just so he wouldn't text me no more. Like, I got somebody else. It ain't going to work no more. Okay, okay, back, block, and I'm moving along. And it's like, once you realize that that person at the core is not, it can't make you feel good in the relationship, you don't really attach to the inconsistent and try to make it work with someone that's inconsistent because you're like, I want someone that I can easily make things work with and I can't work with someone like that. And once you realize that, then it's easier to move on to find what you want because it's like, I don't have to tolerate this shit. I'm not about to stroke a man's ego and chase him because it's a man manipulation tactic. That's all it is. They want to keep you guessing. And sometimes they just don't know how to tell you, I don't like you no more. I want to move on. I want to find somebody else. Some people really don't know how to do that shit. And so that's when you remove yourself. And they can have a legit reason. And you gave them a chance to give you the reason and all that. They can be legit and not trying to play games with you. But is it what you want? Does it meet your non-negotiables? Yeah, he may look good. Yeah, you may have chemistry and be really attracted to him. But is he meeting the standards that you want for a relationship? Is he making you feel good? Is this relationship making you feel good? Is it moving up or is it going down? That's what matters. That's how you let the inconsistent ass men go. It's once you start really assessing it, like recessing the reality of it and not what you hope for it to be. When you're attached to the ideas so tightly and so quickly because they meet your preferences and everything you wanted on the outside, but the inside is shit, that's what keeps you hanging on to someone inconsistent, okay? And so you gotta let this shit go. I promise you, there's other men out there. There's somebody else for you. And something else I wanted to mention is about, you know, um, I almost forgot, I looked at my notes and just realized I wanted to say this. Use your ego here. Like, you hear people talk about ego and removing it and all that. And no, you need your ego sometimes. You need your pride sometimes. Your ego and pride here can tell you, I won't let myself get intertwined in this web of deceit from this inconsistent ass man when you stop romanticizing it and looking at it it's like okay but he meets my preferences and oh he's this and that oh the idea of us oh he made told me we were going to be together and he was the one and that we were going to get married oh he told me he's going to do all these things no is that the core of the person he may have said a whole lot may look exactly how you want him to look, may have everything that you exactly want him to have, but if you don't have those core requirements of, or you know, that character that you're looking for in someone, it ain't shit. 
And so what I did was I started, you know, using my ego and my pride and shit like that. Like, I was happy to text that motherfucker <laughs> that I met somebody else. You can go about your business now. Because he wasn't going to ever, like, tell me, you know, I don't think it's going to work. And they do that. They don't, I think sometimes they do that shit. They don't really tell you what it is. So that you can just hang on to them. And hang on to their every word. And don't let them put you on the back burner. Use your ego. Like, you're not putting me on the back burner. Like, I'm better than that. I don't know who you think you are, but you ain't, you're not about to treat me like this. You're not about to act like you can just pick me up later whenever you feel like it. No, I'm better than that shit. And when you start using that ego and pride here instead of like, but you know, is it me? No, fuck that. It ain't you. And even if it was, communication. They can easily say, you know what? I don't like that you did this and that and that. You want someone that can communicate with you. That's a non-negotiable. I had, I respect and love communication. Tell me like it is. Tell me the truth. Transparency. I want that. I'm not going to sit around and be anxious, wondering what the hell you got going on. What the hell are you thinking? No, make that a non-negotiable. So let's say even if it was you, they should be able to come to you and tell you that they're not happy with how things are going. They're not happy with that thing that you did or whoever you are. You know, they should be able to come to you and say that. So anytime you're sit, you're sitting and you're left wondering why someone's inconsistent, why they're not calling, why they're not texting, why they're not communicating, what's going on, I don't know what I did wrong, any of those, anytime in your, all that going on in you, you're by yourself in a relationship. It's one side. You have someone leaving you wondering. Use your pride and ego here and remove yourself and tell yourself, I'm not tolerating that. I gave you one chance. I told, actually, what's wrong? What's going on? You're still acting like this. Peace. Okay? Okay. Because that idea or fantasy you're attached to was just that a fantasy all that future speaking he was doing all that speaking of the future and future faking he was doing fantasy okay so that's why i'm saying it's important to separate your preferences from your non-negotiables make sure you date with the non-negotiables make sure you date the reality of someone make sure you're not going in thinking about the outcome so so quickly and if they try to sell you what the outcome is going to be whether it's going to be marriage you and him together forever you're the most beautiful thing he ever seen you're the most perfect girl he ever seen i can see myself with you forever this and that i can't wait and i want to marry you. all that whatever it is that's a whole lot of selling you on how the outcome is going to be no you stay grounded and look at that as damn their red flag and just be like no, you even call him out on it. Like that's great that you're that you have such a good, wonderful eyesight on, uh, um, insight on us. But I prefer to take it slow, and we'll see how it goes and see if it leads to that. Bam, straight up like that. You don't gotta say. We'll see your actions tell me, because then they can start acting like you, you know, need them to act. No, you just observe. And when they start doing all of that, I always knew it was a red flag. It was, like, it was cute at first. I remember the old me. When I was like, I had some low self-esteem and some low self-worth issues. I didn't realize at the time is what it was, but I, I was like naive to how relationships work. I was naive to like a lot of things. And so when you're naive to a lot of things, you don't really know what you're looking for. You don't really know to look for non-negotiables. You know, you don't really know what makes a relationship. You kind of tend to date for your preferences and that's what I did I want I got my first two toxic exes was basically I was attracted to them and they wanted me and there we go that was all I really had they like me they say they like me they say they want to be with me and they look good I'm attracted to them let's go no 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 
it'll be a lot of people that want you. It'll be a lot of people that that are that find you desirable. There will be a lot of people that are attracted to you. There are a lot be a lot of people that you have chemistry with. There'll be a lot of people that you just have that feel like you have that connection with right away. But what matters is how that person values you. Anyone that values you is not going to be inconsistent because they know then that, well, you know what? Anyone that values you is not going to be inconsistent because one, they really do value you and two, they really want to keep you. And three, it's just part of their character. Yeah. It's just part of their character that when they want someone, they're going to do what it takes to keep that person around and not have that person feeling wondering or confused about anything. It's just not in them. They're going to make sure that you always feel good and at ease because that's what they want you to do. Making you happy is going to make them happy. But when someone just desires you and when someone just likes how you look, someone just likes the little chemistry, someone just likes the sex with you, they're not really valuing you and your emotions and your feelings. They're really just out for your outer layers. They're really just out to get whatever you have to give. And so when they are only valuing those things and not valuing you and your intrinsic worth, that's when you're going to be led astray with the inconsistent ass men. And another thing I want to add really quick about the inconsistent men is some men are avoidant. And they may not have the bad motives with trying to just take advantage of you and love on you and, and hurt you. Sometimes they have true intentions and they really do want to be with you. But sometimes that shit changes once they get in the depth, depth of it with you. Depth. Depth? I'm saying D-E-P-T-H. My country side coming out. When they get in the depth of you and realize that this shit is a little bit more harder than I thought. Or they start getting avoided because they don't know how to communicate. All that true, that true side of them start coming out. Because they're like, oh damn, this is a little bit more difficult than I thought. And I don't know how to communicate with them and tell them that I don't want this. Or I don't know how to, you know, they just don't know how to, they just don't know how to navigate it. And so, when that happens, and sometimes they'll become avoided. Meaning that they feel things are getting too close and they don't know how to handle it and it's scaring them off. Some people have avoided attachment to where closeness makes, they distrust closeness. They may have not gotten a lot of closeness growing up. And, or they learned that to staying back can, it's where it's their safe zone. So instead of them moving in closer to you, even if it's like small things that arise, small issues or whatever arises, they become scared and avoided. And sometimes you can make the shit work, but how I look at it is if you have an anxious attachment, it is best for you to leave that alone because they're not your person and yeah they're not ready for that and you just have to leave that alone because to them you may find them come back like a week or two later after a breakup or something like nothing happened like they miss you and all of that that's because they probably sometimes they may actually miss you but they don't know how to remain and stay close so that Hence why they are inconsistent. So yeah, sometimes they may actually, you know, want to be back with you. But 
the core of who they are hasn't changed that quickly. That's something you have to realize. What it usually is, is that they've had time to think about it. They've had time to miss you now. And because you haven't been close all the time. So that's why sometimes they do disappearing act and they're here in and out, in and out. Sometimes they can't communicate that because they don't understand it themselves, but they just know they do it. A lot of times they don't understand why. But like I said before, that's not for you to assess and decide why and try to fix that and work with it because it's hurting you and you deserve better than that. So that's something else I wanted to throw in there because I forgot there are some that I actually like that. But either, either way it goes, get your list of non-negotiables and what you really want. That's, I can't reiterate that enough. That won't make the inconsistent guys so appealing to you, so to speak, or to where you feel like you just can't let them go. Yeah, if you get right with yourself on what it is you truly want in a partner, what's most important to you, then you'll be able to leave it alone. Like I said, you can try. Sometimes we would, sometimes you can try. Like that's why I said you can go to them and communicate and say, hey, what's going on? That's you trying. But you have to realize when you've tried enough and when it's too much and it's gone on too long. Now, this doesn't mean that anyone has been in a, well, actually, it can mean the same. So it doesn't mean if you've been in a relationship with someone for a long time and they just change. It can change. It can happen anytime. If you're communicating and you're not coming to, and it's not, and the relationship is not moving up and it's still declining and nothing's working. That's when you have a decision to make, baby girl, girlfriend. <laughs> but yeah, use them inconsistent, leave them inconsistent guys alone, y'all. Nothing good could ever come from it. Nothing good at all. Just leave it alone. And I'm telling you, I'm going to end with this. I'm telling you, there is someone to meet all of your needs. This is not your last chance at love. This is not your last chance at finding someone. I know it felt so good at first, and I know you may be attracted to them. They may have meet all your preferences and all of that. But if you're crying yourself to sleep at night, you're upset all the time, nothing's working, they're inconsistent, nothing like they were in the beginning, you fail for someone, you fail for the representative of that person. You fail for the love bombing. And you fail for the fantasy, not the reality. And so once you get real with yourself and become one with that reality of what it is and you tell yourself, I'm not going to put myself through this, fuck him. I'm not going to be chasing him. I'm not going to be sitting there crying and pouting while he's just living his life like he ain't doing anything to me. I'm not going to sit here and let him hurt me like he don't care. I'm not going to sit him sit here and let him be inconsistent and up and down with me. When you decide that for yourself, then just move forward. Move along. You can find someone else. I guarantee it. It's not the last man on earth. I thought my last ex that I was never going to get over. And I did. And happily married. Been happily married. We've been in this relationship for a while. Six. It'd be seven years. It's seven years. This month. And they got a seven years. And it's only going up and up and up. Like it's getting better and better. Like even in seven years. I'm loving him more and more. Like it's growing. Like still. That's how you know it's healthy. When it's continuously growing. So. And he would never, ever be inconsistent in the beginning. He was never, gonna, never left me wonder, never left me confused. Anytime I had to speak about my needs, I could. And and I'm telling y'all now, actually, there's something else I want to leave y'all on before I go. I'm telling y'all now, actually, being with someone that's healthy like this can heal your wounded inner child. You can do so much alone, 
but it's once you attach to someone that's healthy and you and you learn to securely attach and you learn to heal your inner wounded child that have certain beliefs about how relationships are how love is he helped me understand how love can really be my group good group of friends helped that as well but like i said they're not really attachment figures in my life it's really that my attachment figure which was my now husband he really showed me how it can be changed my whole world so yeah keep going till you get that keep going till you find someone healthy and i think next i think i've already talked about how not how to heal how to not ruin something that's healthy for you i think i talk about it a little more that may be another podcast because yeah how it is when you get in your first healthy relationship because chad i talked about it a little bit on sis sometimes with a problem but I think I want to talk more about it from y'all's point of view because being in a healthy relationship, being in a healthy relationship, can for the first time can be challenging, but it ultimately will heal you. So, but that's all I got for this podcast episode. Leaving them inconsistent ass men alone, please, please leave them alone. You can do better. Leave it alone. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. This is your sign. To move it along. He ain't changing. This is your sign that you can do better. This is your sign to say fuck him. This is your sign to use your pride and ego. And say I'm better than that shit. Like I deserve better. I'm too cute to be sitting around wondering about his ass. This is your sign. Okay. Okay. But that's all I got for this podcast episode girlfriends. Until the next one. Peace out.